This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This month, Igor will release their new album, Spirituality and Distortion, via Metal Blade Records. Slamming together disparate musical styles ranging from death and black metal to breakcore, Balkan, Baroque, and classical music in a manner that is unconventional and unpredictable, as it is thrilling. Igor are unlike any other act. Purchase your copy of Spirituality and Distortion now at MetalBlade.com slash Igor. Once again, Spirituality and Distortion at MetalBlade.com slash Igor. I-G-O-R-R-R. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, friends. It is I, Petr Spych. How are you today? I am always joined by... It is I, Brandon Hahn. Hmm. You could follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and shit on uh, your buddy Whoa, Gooch, God. I think. So oh easy to do. It's so, so easy, easy to, to do. do. It's so easy. Why don't you follow our buddy here? Me. Okay, let's. Yeah. I don't want to start. I'm done with this. Oh God, Please. Sylvia. Yes. My name is Sylvia. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at it's the Sylvia. What was I thinking? Following your lead on that? <laughs> don't follow my lead. No, on. I don't know. I, what, what was that? It was anime. I didn't like it. Oh, that was anime. It was anime all day. It was I all day. Like it. I was doing like cosplay. It. I don't remember seeing that in freaking Sailor like Moon. Mm, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> also follow our other co-hosts, guys. Jocelyn Sharp. J O Z A L Y N Sharp. Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. If you want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, guys, another industry talk episode. I know you guys love them. This is this time we got Daniel Defonce from Continental Booking, also a main component to Unique Leader Records. We're gonna play three songs off that brand, off that record label. Before we get into the interview, we always like to talk about the Metal Sucks News. I want the scoop. Got the virus. How deep they're by? Okay, so last week, guys, Brandon did a new one, I, as you guys just heard. I'm gonna have you play that again because you did it again. You surprised me last week. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. I want the scoop. I want the scoop. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. not, yet. not yet. Last week. One of the questions was, how big's your dick? Yes. I've got so many emails about people saying, "Stop it, Pete." This oh, is okay. the, this is this everybody loves it. Okay. I don't want to give names, but someone someone wrote me that their name, their age, they wrote "grower not a shower." In my eyes, six inches. Now give me the fucking news, you stupid bitch. That was an actual email to Thank me. Thank you. All okay. right, <laughs> look, I'm look, I'm inspiring people. Our, our buddy from down under, Kurt Moore, he wrote the same thing. Really enjoy the Metal Sucks pod, and I hate to say it, Brennan has a catchy little jingle that makes me laugh. Sorry, you were caught off guard. Get used to it. Uh, you have kids. Keep up the great work. Don't ask anyone how big their dick is. What? Uh, it's just funny. Cheers. Obviously, Kurt. he doesn't care about journalistic integrity. Yeah, yeah I know. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, I interviewed Ice T from Body Count. I asked him how big his dick is. He hung up on me. That episode's not gonna air. Oh, oh that's, that's a, a lie. Oh, that was a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> right? That was a lie. Didn't happen. I tried to interview Ice T from Body Count. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I tried <laughs> to ask him how big his dick was, but the phone had a bad connection. But the new Body Count <laughs> came out. Carnivore. You guys pick it up. It's a great fucking record. Anyways, uh, but I did not uh, get that interview because you know SVU, bro. SVU, mm-hmm. fucking a, bro. Can't mess with, can't mess with Ice T. He's, t- he's, he's tough to get a ho- on the phone. Dun, dun. Anyways, now 
With that said, let me hear your new jingle that you replaced without telling me so I can see what you replaced, how big your dick is, and what's the other thing? I want the scoop! What's the scoop? Mm -hmm. Who's got the virus? Who's got the virus? How deep their butt? Okay, so how deep is their the, butt? How, how deep is their butt? Yeah, how deep is their butt? So like, now my thing is that is, medically like accurate? People like have a deeper butts. Butthole? I would imagine. I mean, it's I like thought I'm it was sure, a suction thing. Well, I'm sure some people can fit more things up their butt than others. So it's kind of like you know, how deep is it? You know, and on top of that too, I had to take into consideration like, look. This isn't that when we say the news, mm-hmm. me going, Hey, how big's your dick? I'm only talking to like half of the people that are involved in the news. I got to think about the other half. So, how deep's your butt? That's all inclusive. It's universal. It's universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got to understand that in order to measure that, you have to somehow put a tape measure through your anus. All through the way. your anus. H- how else can you measure well, you, it? goes in, in your anus, in your not anus. through your anus. Like, through your anus means you're coming from the side of the cheek. You know, like you're you're t- you're you're, you're okay. testing depth. Okay. Okay. So like a Sorry. tape measure. So we're tape so you take measuring. a tape. So but what I would ima- what I would recommend is is you take a pencil, something thin, and then stick it in as hard as far as you could go, and then mark it with a pencil. I mean, mark it with a pen. Mark that with a marker, mm-hmm. and then and then measure. I'm taking notes. Keep going. But yeah, yeah. And then measure lose, the pencil. What if you okay. lose a pencil because it's so deep? Well, that then you know what, dude. Then you could talk. Then you email us at the uh, at. <laughs> I don't like oh, rise to offend at Gmail and uh, I feel like lube should be involved. Oh, well, lube should definitely be involved, but that didn't, that wasn't like part of the question. Lube. I thought I thought that was ex- I thought that was expected. I'm gonna say this, okay? We're gonna move on to the news now. Oh. I don't know how you measure your anus. Uh, I just depth. told you. <laughs> I just told you. I just told you. You're asking, and I'm coming to you with answers, and you're over here like, whoa, wait a minute, kids might hear this. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> kids are hearing this Yes, right I know. What, I know. What if someone measures their depth? Well, then they're going to have to go to therapy or something yeah. if things go wrong. I don't think also, they will. Okay, so, so disclaimer. Okay, we are not telling you to put things in your butt <laughs> on the Metal Sucks podcast. Unless you lo- use lube. Okay, not even then. Oh. I am not it, I am not telling you to put if things in your butt. If you're going to put things in your butt, if you're going to put things in your butt, then measure. But if I'm not telling you to do it, but if you're going to okay. measure science. I, I guarantee you our guest is really uh, happy about the first five minutes of this Dude, show. First off, <laughs> so, I, if he want, you know, if they want, I can write them a song. Who's got the virus? That's going to be uh, dated within a week. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's why. I, so next week, what do I got to do? You got to do it. Yeah, exactly. How beefy is your nipples? But until Ooh, the virus. Yeah. stripper. Yes. It's like the male stripper. That yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> until the virus that's uh, killing all our friends' jobs and hurting our economy goes yeah. away. Uh, we, I guess we have to talk about it, right? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's I don't relevant. want to. I feel. I feel. I think I feel we've like, already talked about it. I feel we? like we did. But I mean, we, everybody pretty much is in agreement where they go. This is an overkill, but it's necessary. But it's a complete overkill. Yeah, yeah. Like, even it's though balanced. it's necessary, it's balanced. Yeah, even though it's necessary, it's a complete overkill. There, there's an argument for necessary. There's an argument. That's all I'm going to say. But I understand the necessity. But there's an argument. The point is, is that necessity. If you go to, to metalsucks.net, necessity. I challenge you to find a story. That doesn't have something to do with coronavirus right now. Yeah. <laughs> so every tour is canceled, as you guys probably read all week. Every festival. And so every festival is mm-hmm. canceled. So for us, when we're delivering the Metal Sucks news, this week is going to be a little tough. However, I reached in there for the last week and picked every story that has nothing to do with the coronavirus except for one. Oh, dude. Okay. All right. Wow. What a, <laughs> all right. the hero we deserve. 
If you're going to play it, play it all the way no, through. No, no, no. People only heard it once. Play it one more time. Okay. Well, I thought he did play it. No, we, they played it twice already. Give me the fucking I want the scoop. Give me the fucking Who's got the virus? Give me the fucking <laughs> All right. Me being the stupid bitch. Let's start with the news. Oh, man. <laughs> the only coronavirus news story you'll have to hear on this podcast, guys. The insane clown posse. The insane clown Speaking posse. Speaking of coronavirus. Wow. That is the host organism right there. They share, guys, the secret to defeating the coronavirus. Oh, shut up. Is it juggalo oh, jizz? No. Is it magnets? Is it that. Juggalo Jizz? The answer to that is no. Okay. Thanks. Okay. All right. I was just, I'm looking for any possible explanation. <laughs> is it magnets? <laughs> it's it magnets. How they work. If you guys <laughs> haven't work. heard that song, Miracles, yeah. is that oh, what it's How called? do they work? Oh, it's delicious. Oh, it's, it, it is not only delicious. That is Taco Bell. I love uh, it. Anyways, <laughs> the point is Shaggy 2 Dope does not have the coronavirus. Okay. And the way he says oh, that he the doesn't world have can it. rest easy now. Yeah. <laughs> Was just, there a scare that he had it? First no. Off, the way Pete uh, just said it, he's like, Shaggy too dope. It's like, he's like The guy uh, that tried to dropkick Fred Durst last <laughs> year <laughs> on off stage. stage. Off a stage. Off a stage. Oh, my God. I forgot that. Yeah. And not, missed. Not and, infected. And, oh. With the flu. Okay, it missed. So not infected yeah. with the flu. That's 10 times deadlier than a flu. You right? know what's sad? You know what's sad? Tom Hanks infected with the flu. Shaggy too dope. Not infected. There is no God. You know Tom Hanks is like, hey, me and my wife are taking a break right now and the world is leaving us alone because of this, ex- <laughs> this excuse. Oh, they're watching fucking, they're binge watching Netflix right now for oh. days. They'll be fine. Anyways, the point is, somebody why... give me a reason to, do, to, to binge watch Netflix movies. Please, somebody. Why did he have to announce that he didn't have coronavirus? If he wasn't, well, uh, you know, if there was not a scare, they didn't. They did. They didn't announce the cancellation of their tour. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna just say that it's nothing to do with him trying to get attention for the coronavirus. So like all the comedians in the world, if you guys have comedians on your Facebook, would you guys stop with the jokes? Not one has been funny. They're fucking awful. Every coronavirus jokes. Ha ha ha. Coronavirus, dude. Is late night doing this too? First is that, off, is that how they do it? Is yeah, that how that's the joke all, that, goes? That's the punchline every so time. Goes, so the punch, so the setup is every ha ha, and then the punchline is coronavirus. Yeah, that's all it ha, is. Ha ha, punch it, setup. Yeah, that's all it is. So here's the thing: Pete believes in sh- and everybody shutting their mouth. That's, Shut your mouth if you don't know what the so, fuck you're talking Pete about. Hates I truly America. believe, it. and Pete I don't hates hate America. America. No, he hates. I don't people. hate America. Okay? He hates. He hates people that exercise their right. Their fr- right. I love democracy. But God damn it. When you want attention because people are dying across the world from a virus and you want to make a joke to make us laugh, shut up. Comedians did this with Kobe Bryant's death. Shut up. We're not comedians. Some did. That counts. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I mean, again, it's like you can't sit there and... Okay, so one band raped somebody. We can't be like, all bands rape. No, dude. It's like, you can't get a... You got to... No, no, no. I, I'm not some, generalizing. Some, I'm some, saying. Some just go out there. This is the one thing with comics. Some go, go out bring there it. and Brandon's do a it. comic, so he's he, got to defend the yes. community. So, I do well. have to defend the community, okay? Uh, it goes like this. I understand why people make those jokes, because they are an easy attention grabber. But I am with you where it's like, all right, we get it. It's really kind of unnecessary now, you know? And if you, and we are kind of living in a society now where it's like, back in the day, you used to be making these kind of jokes would be funny it would be considered funny because they weren't being made before well mm-hmm. they now they've all been made before now they're hack now it's like and then when people are like all right i'm not laughing they're like oh you, oh you sensitive You're- i'm like no i heard that joke yeah. already before but i heard it when it was called swine flu and i heard it when it was called chicken 
uh, flu or <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, and mad cow disease. I may be one of those people that prefer memes over comedians' one-liners. I may be one of those people. Okay, so please keep that in I was going to say, like, I've seen a lot of coronavirus memes. But even the memes. Hilarious. Oh, wow. I thought the memes were bad, too. I didn't think well, the memes were good. See, Pete doesn't uh, like when you make fun of things that are dark. Pete wants no, no, no. everybody to be sad. Frame. I think there's a time frame. He wants everybody to be sad when in panic when times are scary. I don't think within and hours of, of Kobe Bryant's death we need jokes. No. I, I agree with that. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think, how about we give it a time frame? We can make fun of the coronavirus after the two weeks that we uh, shell-shocked our economy, made the poor poor, and everybody sad for no reason. Then we can make jokes a year from now. I got no problem with that, you know? If we want to do that, that's fine. But the point is, is that, again, back to the news story, Shaggy 2 Dope figured it out. Oh, oh yeah. What, what, Shaggy yes. 2 Dope knows Fago. how the coronavirus will go away. How? And quite frankly, how is it? Eating dirty snow with no rocks in it. What? Oh, eating dirty snow with no what rocks in it. What in oh, the wow. desert? Well, so you mean ice? You yeah. Just, so what we got to do, ice? what you got to do, uh, Sylvia, in the desert in Las Vegas uh-huh. is that you have to put ice on dirt and then suck on it yeah and you're good yeah there you go hmm. snow cones everybody and that's how magnets work too snow cones so uh thank you for that instagram post wow. Shaggy 2 dope you are i want to uh, know the was, science behind that that was juggling <laughs> yeah what is this where's the, where's the that correlation was, that was juggalicious <laughs> juggalicious needs to be a, a uh, we, we gotta hashtag juggalicious we need more juggalicious news because oh. quite frankly it's always gonna sound just like that yes exactly. it's always gonna yeah. be amazing anytime something comes from the insane clown posse camp i'm like i'm gonna feel smarter how do you cure aids well you get three stars on angry birds <laughs> on level 56 <laughs> dude get, get yourself a green now and later then you get the three stars on angry birds but last last but not least bro you gotta play mario kart that's yeah, it yeah. dude and if you're the princess and, and you're in third place you got AIDS for life. Yes, yeah, so it is. So just try to avoid being the princess again in third place. All that's very juggalicious. Yes, it's juggalicious. highly juggalicious. Moving on to the next story, guys. Okay. Before our interview with Daniel Defonce, booking agent, it's going to be a great interview, guys. Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Dude, I'm already yes. wet. Hmm. Why are you wet? Yeah, why are you wet? Bolton, baby. Okay, I accept. Michael Bolton. You wet still? Super. Once auditioned for Black Sabbath. Now oh, think about this. Oh, dude, what? yes. This is from the mouth of Tony Iommi. Okay. Guitar. Uh, I have God. to know, like, was this post-Ozzy or was this? I am going to tell you right now. Okay. Bolton, after Dio left the band, Ronnie, James, Dio. This is what Tony said. Okay. So there was a lot of looking for another singer, and we auditioned various singers, including Michael Bolton, believe it or not. He was one of them, which was an odd one. To, to pick a song. Let's just pick, pick a hit. When a man loves a woman. No, no. A fucking Black Sabbath hit. <laughs> oh. Like Rainbow. No, that's, that's, that's Dio. Dio. That's Dio. No, Black Sabbath. Iron Man, whatever. Yeah. Iron Man. Fairies wear boots. Imagine my, uh, Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah, Iron Man. And you have that. Was that Michael Bolton or was that Simple Jack? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, you mama ma- make me happy. Oh, For real? In my wow. <laughs> exactly. You make my eyes rain. A little known fact. Do you know that Robert Downey Jr. was uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor for playing Should've a won. blackface? Should have <laughs> <Should've> won. won. <laughs> Should have won. I'll stand by that. That was just 10 years ago. You hear that? Nominated for Best Supporting Actor playing blackface. You hear that, Millennials? <laughs> One of the best comic performances ever. I'll stand by it. Well, and, can you and imagine? The, and the so Academy... Far. And the Academy uh, uh, 
made notice as well that he was nominated for that award. And then 10 years later, it's like, no. no dude. <laughs> right. Fuck Can you. you imagine following Ronnie James Dio? No, you can't. You, you can't. can't. No, you can't. you can't do that. No, you can't. no the she only could. one that could have done it was Ozzy. Yeah, and, he and was. even that well, Ian Gillian from Deep Purple tried, and it failed miserably. That's what I'm and trying to Tony, say. Tony Martin was pretty good, I thought, but uh, it still failed uh, miserably. But. No, yeah, yeah, I no. mean, it's like the only way you're going to be able to capture the. Let audience me ask you guys is, this: Is is Ronnie James you an upgrade from Ozzy Osbourne? Because to me, he is. No, I I think no? we because we needed to me, the Oz- he is. No, as far we as needed, like vocal range and we needed the oh as far as vocal range, yeah, absolutely. Like, like if you're talent. talking about vocal talent, Ronnie James Dio is top three greatest all time yes. and I'm talking any genre he was incredible he could hit all the he could hit all the octaves he was incredible mm-hmm. but we needed Ozzy Black Sabbath it needed to be that way it needed to be kind of grungy it needed to be it needed to not have that classical vocal training mm. that Ronnie James Dio brings to the table it's like I want yeah I needed it's like coming in there with Ozzy the way it was, that was rock and roll back in the day. I'm going to say this, and I don't think the three records that Ronnie James Dio did with Black Sabbath are better than the first six Black Sabbath records, but they're on par. They're very good. Heaven and Hell? Heaven and Hell is great. The Humanizer is like, that to me is like the painkiller that got unnoticed. Remember when Judas yeah. Priest came back with Painkiller? And everybody's like, holy shit, they're back. Dude, it wasn't Dehumanizer was just as fucking heavy, man. Personally, I thought Painkiller blew away some of their earlier shit. No, Painkiller, I think, in hindsight, is probably the best Priest record. But the point is, eh, I don't want to say that, but it's close. The point is Dehumanizer on par. I don't think, hmm, I I just think those three records with the, and Heaven and Hell, when they were reunited and they did a tour and they put out the record with Heaven and Hell, Jesus, dude, Dio is, to me, although not as mainstream as Ozzy, I think he's better. Okay. I'm going to say flat out. I, I'm going to say in the overall scheme of things, again, is he a better singer? Yes. But a, I think, I think, but I think better Ozzy, music. but I think, no, 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 no. That's what I think. No, no. I think Black Sabbath with Ozzy was so important to just all genres of music, let alone metal. I just think that that time frame, when, and when Black Sabbath came out, I just think that laid the foundation for so much rock that came after that. I the one with heaven, the, the one with Ronnie James Dio, it's like it didn't necessarily do that. The foundation was already there by the time Ronnie James Dio got involved. You win on, as far as the importance to the history of the music. I'm talking about the records. Well, hey, I'm not going to say the records because, again, I mean... Mob Rules is like flawless, dude. Ah, uh, yeah. But dude, flawless. I, it's, how many amazing Man. Black Sabbath tracks? Come on, six nah, Okay, albums. fine, you win. Yeah. I'm not going to argue this. This, 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 this to me, I don't think a band can replace a singer and put out better music than Black Sabbath did. That's how about that? How about that? Is yeah, that, 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 that happens very rare. I mean, it's like I, I can only think of Ronnie James Dio and Brian Johnson are the only two lead singers that I can mm. think that picked up after a iconic lead singer and left the band or died and was successful. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Willie Duvall has done great. Yes, but I don't know if but it, he's not if on, it's par. on par. That's what I'm with saying. The no, records. I don't know if it's on par. Allison Chains. I mean, you don't have like Man in the Box. And, yeah, you, you know, don't have it's and, it's good, but yeah. I don't know if it's on par. No. It's definitely a second. It's compl- those last three records. Are, I love them all. I love two two out of three. The point is, is that, but they're not on par. 
no, 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 part. no, no. Yeah. But and I don't think that has anything to do with. I mean, is William Duvall uh, is, is he better than Lane Staley? Yes. I mean, it's like I, <laughs> really okay. Well, I'm just what? talking. I'm talking, but again, I'm talking about talent wise. I'm just talking about talent wise. Mm-hmm. Drug issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drug issues. Now we're talking drug issues. No, I'm just saying it's like I'm talking about talent wise. William Duvall could he could play guitar, he could sing, and he doesn't just play guitar. There's guys that uh-huh. can play guitar and sing, and all they do is they just make sure they they hit on the right downstroke. This guy is shredding while he's singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's incredible to watch. But were any of the were any of the William Duvall records anywhere near as like great, like just would they grab you like any of the uh-huh. Alice in Chains records with Lane Staley? No, they didn't. Let me ask you this though, Jerry Cantrell. This is a story also not coronavirus related. Is in the studio to do another solo album. His last one, Degradation Trip, the double disc. Um, man, that was years ago. You guys put that on par with. The Allison Chains records. No. Degradation trip to me is like right next to dirt. No. 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 Wow. What about you? No. No. Oh, because again, you got that record's amazing. But you got to understand. When I heard Dirt, I was 14 years old, and I never heard anything like that. Because yeah. we all heard Dirt before Facelift, because Facelift had had some hits, but it was like, but Dirt came out, and it was like every get single the, get song this, was great. Listen to this band, yeah. and then you went back. And I mean, it's again, dude. It's like w- when I heard that, dude. It was. It was like fireworks in my mind. I couldn't. Mm. It was amazing, mm. you know. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. So, oh, the love of music, new music. Guys, I can't wait to play some tracks off of Unique Leader Records that we're going to play after this interview. But Keep on rocking, shout the devil, and... Uh... Yeah. Thank you, Vince Neil. Anyway, so with that, guys, let's do it. Let's jump into our interview with Daniel Defonce. Everybody, what's going on? It's Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got Daniel Defonce. We are here to talk about, this is another one of those industry talks, really excited to talk about. We're here to talk about Unique Leader Records, and then obviously the booking agent side, Continental Touring. Let's start with that, Daniel. So tell us, yes. as fans, what goes into booking a band that is on the rise up, let's just say? It's just a matter of being, uh, being smart about everything. I mean, when it's, there's a band that I work with, I guess I can use that as an example. There's a few, but I'll use this, these guys for an example, like brand of sacrifice is probably like a very new band that I work with just new in general though. I mean, I've had them for about a year, but, um, I've been working with them since almost the start of their band. Um, and once and they're on Unique Leader Records, too, that I work for. And when their EP came out, um, things started taking off pretty quick. Um, and then from there, it was like I just put them on a tour. It was with this other band, Signs of the Swarm, that I work with, that I book. And also, they're on the label as well. So we put them on that, and um, they really crushed it on there and impressed everybody, everyone. Because there was a lot of people... Um, I think it was I think it was Metal Sucks too said something about how like how are they going to pull this off live, mm. you know if they're going to like sound good. I think it was Metal Sucks. I'm pretty sure it was. It's, it's and, it uh, sounds like it's possible. It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know who at Metal Sucks it was. I, I'd have to go back and look, but it was funny because I think that article it, it was them posting about I think a, a brand of sacrifice video or something. I got to go look, but. Um, you know, just saying like, it's going to be very interesting to see how they pull this off live. And I was also, I've never seen them live either. They were in a band before Brand of Sacrifice called After Image. It was more singing stuff. It's, it wasn't really like the death core 
that they are now. They're kind of like this new age deathcore, I like to call it. Um, but anyway, so they impressed everybody on that tour because they really did pull it off live. They're very good musicians and they execute it perfectly live. And, um, and then all of a sudden it was just like summer slaughter wanted them. So we confirmed them on summer slaughter tour last year and they did very well on that. And then they did a rings of Saturn tour in the fall, which they did even better on that. And then it's like, then they did a shadow of intent tour and it just kind of just, it went from there. And we have a few things this year that we're kind of, talking with a few a uh, few different tours later this year for them that are even bigger so it's kind of like sometimes that happens with a band where they're like really new and um things just really take off in a sense overnight if you want to call it you know this obviously doesn't happen for every band um some bands take a little time and patience <laughs> but uh with these guys it just everything just came together and just took off and they're very um proactive they're very they create all their own content they record all their own music they literally do everything themselves and you know the label helps out as well with obviously the distro side of things and promoting them all that marketing and whatnot but um the very the the band is very self-sufficient <laughs> and um it, which is great because i i never have to worry about them not promoting a tour you know oh that's so vital yeah yeah they they do their own videos. They do all their own graphics. They do, I mean, they do it all. So I, I never have to tell them like, Hey, can you promote this? <laughs> they just, they're doing it. And it's hard to find that with a band. Um, not all are like that. Um, and even with like older bands, it's, it's a little bit harder to, to get them, you know, push them to, Hey, can you post this more <laughs> or post something about it? You know, cause everything obviously nowadays is all digital. Everything's online. I got to tell you, I'm also at fault at that. I think at a certain age, you kind of like, you're like, all right, well, I, I hit the retweet and that's it. And it's like, no, if you take half <laughs> no. a second and you're 24, you know, hours of a day mm -hmm. and you write, hey guys, check this out and you do any little, yeah, anything like that, it helps. And there's it a part does. of you, you're right. And there's a part of me still that's like, oh, fine. It's, hard. <laughs> right? it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm an admin on, I don't know, like 20 something band pages on Facebook that bands I work with bands that are on the label mm -hmm. and I'll help them post because I'll see them not like staying up with it. And I'm like, I'm just, I, it, it kind of eats at me and it's like, I can't like, um, fall asleep <laughs> if I don't go like maybe post something because I'm like, Oh my God, they haven't posted about their new record coming out in like two weeks. Are you kidding me? So I'm going to, so I go on there and go to town and like, um, it's yeah it's kind of like that sometimes with some bands some bands it's not some bands it is obviously the ones that you don't have to worry about are, the, <laughs> are great um but yeah i mean working you know taking a band off the ground like a very new band it can be hard and with brand of sacrifice it was pretty easy um i feel like they just have they have very marketable music nice. and um even as being a deathcore band, but it's not your typical deathcore. They add more elements into it that spices it up and makes it more attractive. I like to say, you know, catches your ear like, whoa, how'd they play that? You know, all these different things. And, um, but you know, smaller bands, like I work with this band, Ether Coven, which is Peter from Remembering Never's new band. And, um, they're kind of like a neurosis meets, I don't know, 
they're very like doom they're a very good band but mm. it's going to take a little time to get them you know where we want them to be where they want to be you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and but it's great to be as peter and those guys are very level-headed they're very down to earth and they know where they are and obviously like peter and the rest of the guys they've been doing it forever like one of the guys was in bishop and all this stuff so it's like they've been around the block yeah and remember <laughs> never was a, a victory records band if i'm not mistaken nah, fair Ferret. Oh, I love yeah. Ferret. Oh, I miss I know, Ferret. Ferret was like my favorite. Oh, that's, Ferret. Yeah, that's yeah. what I grew up on. Yeah, Ferret dude. And Trusco. And Victory. That's my, no, yeah, what you're right. Yeah, yeah but they're, the Ferret. And those guys went on to do that. Ferret like, was great. It was so great. It's like every, every record yeah. with that. I miss I, I miss the little, yeah, like I said, the labels are so important, man. And going back to they what you saying to the social media thing, I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you, as an interviewer, bands, here's a little mm-hmm. secret since we're doing industry talk. I'll look at the, the Facebook. I'll look at the Twitter. I'll look at that. And if they don't post... My questions aren't going to be about the music. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yeah, me, no. we got to figure something else to talk about because yeah. they're not even posting about their new record right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, it sometimes weirds me out when bands aren't that active, especially when they have a new record coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you not? Why are you posting more about it? Yeah, Do you not care, or you just like are not like? They might not be, you know, social it, media savvy. That's what it probably is. That's <laughs> like, what it is. It's, I'm telling you, it's a little intimidating. And, and like we, we, if we figured it out, we're like, this takes us 30 seconds. But if you don't know how to do it, 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 it takes hours sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and that's probably why. It's because it's, it's all about learning. We hate learning it new is. shit as people, man. So I know. Sometimes I hate learning new shit, too. Is it how everything, I was there when everything switched from MySpace to Facebook. And mm. I hated everything. I, was, I hated everyone. I was like, this is, this is bullshit. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And are we doing this? <laughs> and like in hindsight, we're going what ten years now, maybe more. Yeah. Why did oh, yeah. we? Yeah. Was MySpace really that bad? Why did we? <laughs> like it's the it, same it kinda, shit, you know? Like, yeah. I know. No, it is. I kind of wish MySpace didn't change that drastically. Yeah. I think that's kind of what screwed everyone up. Mm. And I, I don't mind Facebook, but MySpace just was better. It was cooler. I just loved how everyone can make their page look like a website. Yeah. We're, and I loved it. <laughs> we're being nostalgic. We are. I you know, know. It's the I, same. Yeah. <laughs> People are oh, like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. I'm with you, I though. Yeah. I, I stand by it, too. But, yeah, I'm completely yeah. with you. But now now it's like an archive of, like, decades, people's lives in the past. It's sad now. You're like, oh, wow. I remember when they were. very sad. Yeah. You don't you don't want to scroll it now. It's it's like no. it's virtually like tombstones of people's old lives. You know, you're like, that. wow. Oh, they yeah. got divorced seven years ago, and she took the kids and ran. And look, they're smiling on MySpace. <laughs> no, that's great. So, when booking, though, and once again, guys, um, is it very, very important that you see the band live before you're willing to invest that time in them? Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I do like to see them live, or at least some videos that are decent. You know, it's hard to come by a good mm-hmm. live video, but. You find them more often now, I feel like. But, yeah, I mean, it's most of the time I do like to see the band live, like in person, obviously, or at least like some good video, like a few different videos. And then I'll give a band, complete, like be completely transparent with them and how I feel about everything and what I think about it all. You know, there's a lot of times they will, you know, bands that I'm talking to that, you know, we want to work together, like they'll ask me like what I think about them. If we need to change anything, they'll ask, you know, and I'll be straight with them. And sometimes some bands just have it down. And I'm like, no, you're good. You know, maybe tweak this a little bit or get better merch designs or something like that. 
but most of the time, you know, and there's some times where I'm like, you guys don't look put together on stage. You're kind of all doing something else, you know, like how you look and how you, your stage presence. Sometimes I kind of critique that and it kind of sounds lame, but <laughs> it's some stuff I just kind of look at, at a band. And I, it, it all goes to like how they, their branding, their logo, their designs, their um, artwork, to how they post on social media. And, if, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, give them my opinion on all that stuff. Okay. I'm always on social media <laughs> with the label. I try to make everything look, you know, very crisp and clear and great designs, branding and whatnot to attract the eye, you know, make people engage. I did like something side. you just brought up, though, is that mm. merchandising. When we talk about mm. older bands, I can't yeah. tell you how many headliners T-shirts are like, you guys printed those in 2008, and <laughs> nobody wants to wear that shit. Look at the band over here that's, look at that shirt, like, you know? Like, yeah. it, I'm not going to use examples, no, 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 but no. we all know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I saw a shirt with a fire crotch, dude. I'm telling you. And I'm like, what is this? I'm not making this up. <laughs> right? And I'm like, uh, was this a joke? Was, yeah. was this when American Pie came out? Who's making fire crotch oh, shirts right now? So, that's a that's a big one because the yeah. importance of merch for every band, no matter big or small, these days in the in the venue. So, when when... Yeah. When you do see a band, a headlining band, not care about that, and then you have a band on the bill, do you let them know, hey, look at their material? Do you need to sell your shit? I, I mean, it sometimes is the case. Sometimes the support bands just have better merch mm-hmm. designs than the headliner. And it's like, it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when I've had headlining bands be like, wow, that support band's outselling us. Mm. every night and it's very it's kind of and I, I would sometimes if I, it depends what my you know if i'm close with the headliner if i book them too i you know i sometimes tell bands i'm like hey your stuff is just like dated you need to get new designs i've worked with bands that have had the same designs for so long that like bigger bands i'm like you need to get updated stuff no one wants that anymore and i kind of give people like examples of like these younger bands and like what they're doing and what their style is I mean, you should take that into consideration, you know? And and that's it. The style is so important these days and it's hard it it's hard to it explain it. it. It totally does. It is hard to explain it. There was a there was a time, I always say this to people, there's a time where you looked at the stage, there was a separation between what you were looking at on the stage and the audience. Nowadays, oh yeah. I'm dressed the same way as the dude on the stage. I got a yeah. metal shirt and jeans and so does he. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's good, though. I'm going to say yeah, that. <laughs> well, yeah, there are, there are some bands that I've liked. And, like, it depends what kind of music they play, mm-hmm. I feel like, too. So There's a uniform, though. You're at work, right? You're, yeah. something. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I think, like, this band that I work with, Rivers of Nile, you know mm. who they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're my, they're my favorite. I love those guys so much. And um, they kind of found themselves on this last record, I feel like, mm. especially just everything musically and then what they wear on stage as well. And, and their, their lights and everything like that. And they, and, but mostly going back to like what they wear on stage is completely different. What they wear like off the stage, which is great. So they kind of have, they have like their like uniform on stage. So I've kind of, I've used them 
as an example to other younger metal bands that I work with. I'm like, hey, guys, you, you guys are all on stage. You're playing this style of music. And you're all wearing, like, one dude's wearing a jersey, you know, a band jersey with basketball shorts. And this dude's wearing, you know, jeans and a band shirt. And, you know, it, it just doesn't look right. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when I listen to your band, this is what I picture what you look like live. And I'll tell them. And I've used, like, a band like Rivers and Isles as an example. I'm like, look what they wear live. I'm not saying wear exactly what they're wearing. But kind of get like um, stage clothes, like a uniform for when you guys play live. So it looks more put together. And it makes, I mean, kind of makes you look like a more serious or even bigger band than you are. A hundred percent. It can help. It does. Anything can help. It yeah. does. I think about punk rock and all that stuff. That I know I know people like to say that's a uniform. Oh, listen, it's in this day and age, we can look back and say, okay, it was a little bit of a uniform. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you, you give someone the mohawk, you give them that that look, and they come on stage and they whatever. It you're yeah. into that. It's like I don't, I don't have the mohawk, I don't have that, but that that uniform, <laughs> I already know. Like, hey, what am I gonna get out of this band? And you're right, it doesn't yeah. have to be anything crazy. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying to go over the top, but if every guy in the band no. is wearing, you know, a button up white shirt and slacks, let's just say it separates yeah. us. It's that simple. it does yeah and and that's and that to me it separates when i see a local band and i still support my local scene out here and you guys should too i don't i don't expect them to have the uniform and it looks like they're just having no either and that's but when you see a band that's traveling you're like you expect that at least i do yeah because i'm a star too good as i get older (laughs) i do man and i I tell these younger bands i'm like you guys gotta look more in a sense put together on stage you gotta make yourself stand out you know yeah <laughs> absolutely someone was telling me well cannibal corpse don't do that i go they all have long hair and they're all headbanging that counts That's, yeah <laughs> it counts dude. Corpse, yeah dude. first yeah. off yeah thank you uh you I, know when you go look at a band like Whitechapel or something like that it's yeah. like they're they have their uniform on stage Same. it looks great yeah the, ex- exactly they all look good up there and and it might kind of sound lame saying that but it's like it really makes a band look more serious and professional in a sense yeah when i see a new band live and they they look like really put well put together on stage and everything like that it, it, i enjoy it more i'm like oh they look good they sound good this is great you know this is impressive they because they put more time into that not just you know their music which is obviously the the main part of the band <laughs> but it doesn't take that much effort to have some sort of like stage clothes uniform thing for your band exactly there's not not much effort man and then and, and then when you get to a certain level you don't need it to anymore you know i, I get no. it. but like i said stage one no. let's go with that so that's something yeah. i'm glad that you uh told me that because i i feel like a snob you know when, when you're when yeah you're no, in the scene, i always feel like a snob <laughs> like i'm i'm talking down to people like no yeah, yeah. i'd go on stage i'd be like all of us are wearing orange sneakers i know how dumb that sounds right yeah but if yeah. we all had basketball shorts on and orange sneakers, everybody would be like, what is this band? You know? Exactly. That's all I'm that's saying. And then, yeah. and then the music will impress. Okay, well, their sneakers yeah. are dumb, but that's good. So <laughs> always Visa crap. I just, no. every time we talk about it. Now. The v- I know. It's, it's, it's brutal, the Visa <laughs> stuff. It, it breaks my heart. Worst. So we do have to take that into account, though, because the way it works mm-hmm. for the bands uh, out there, if I say anything wrong, let me know. Uh, they mm-hmm. pretty much have yeah. to put down like three to $5,000 per member. Get the visa. Not per member. Not per member. 
Okay. For the band total. For, yeah. For the band total. Okay. Perfect. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that because I that just changed everything. <laughs> but for the band total, they don't know when they're going to get approved. There's not really a time frame. Is that correct? Unless you expedite, okay. if you pay an extra one thousand four hundred forty dollars. <laughs> wow. To be exact, you can expedite. Pay that expedite, and you'll get a, an answer on your visa petition within fifteen business days. Okay. And that's when you'll get a yes or a no, or they'll want more evidence, quote unquote, they'll say. Gotcha. And then at that yeah. that point, they're allowed to tour for a year in America. Yeah, so there's like a couple different visas, but mm. the normal ones, um, the ones that most bands get are P1. They're the year-long visas. So... Most of the time, every band that gets a visa, they're getting a year-long visa. It's always going to be that, yeah. And so with that, they're coming to America, and then flights and everything else. They're coming to America, Mm -hmm. let's just say, honestly, ten grand in debt. Is that allowed? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight to ten grand, easy. And and, and then... And then merch. And then... Oh, (laughs) merch, too. And then us Americans sometimes don't show up. Guys? Yeah. (laughs) We show. We need to show up, man. To these, leave these your house, your apartment, please. I guarantee. You know what I've. I've I, just, I, yeah, leave especially your, when the Euros come out, like bands that aren't from here, European, Australian, whatever, wherever they're from, they're not from here. Yeah, more people need to make an effort to go see them. Don't don't say, oh, they'll be here next time. Because we don't know that. True story. There's been quite a few bands, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, that never came back. And you're like, all right, no. I saw Burst. Satyricon was one. Oh, yes, Satyricon. We work with Satyricon. My boss does, Stefan. And they did a tour, I think, two years ago here, mm-hmm. three years ago. I got to go look, but it's something like that. Two, three years ago, they came here and did a tour, and Stefan straight up told me, he's like, this is the last one they're doing here. Yeah. They don't want to de- deal with it anymore. But they're they're coming back for Psycho Las Vegas this year. Yep, yep. I, I was yep. just about to say that. Which is great. Which I is, know. I, I get lucky. Psycho Las Vegas this year is Emperor. It's Satyricon. Oh, it's Merciful man. Fate. It's it's a good one, man. And yeah. Uh, and uh, I actually talked to Sater, and he told me that he's like, "Look, dude, we really? show up." And he's like, what's the point? Like, we show up, nobody, there's like 12, 13 people there. We've paid all this money to come over there. And then, yeah. he, in, again, he, he's talking, I think, specifically, I forgot to go back and listen to the interview, but he was talking specifically uh-huh. about, like, the weekdays, you know? Yeah, they can be rough. Like, yeah. it's just a bust. And then he'll hit a Friday and be like, oh, wow, but there was, like, four shows, yeah, you know? Sold out. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're sold out on Friday. But, like... <laughs> There's no yeah. they, they can't just play Fridays, you know? <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right, man. And that's the thing is that like Hit or mess. Um, yeah. when you're booking, you is there? Are you trying to make a big city or a major venue land on one of those weekends, or doesn't? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, something. I mean, you do try for that. I guess it it also feels good when you're routing a tour and you're like, I got you know. I got El Paso on a Friday. Mm-hmm. He's like, you always, because, you know, you can go to LA kind of any day of the week and it'll be fine. Um, New York city, sometimes, you know, Chicago, Denver and stuff like that. But you know, when you can give, when you can make like a weekday work for one of the smaller markets, like in El Paso or, you know, even like Oklahoma city, <laughs> salt Lake city and stuff like that. It, it's good you know because i i always get flack from promoters in those small markets like yo why don't you ever you know give me 
a weekend. So it's like there's some times where it does work out that way and it feels good to give them something, you know, like a good day of the week. So because like you can give L.A., New York City, all that stuff, you can give them a weekday and it'll, it'll most of the time pull through. Mm. But it's, I mean, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy how different it is here compared to like Europe. Yeah. The festivals over there, the shows over there just go bigger and bigger and bigger than here. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I, I, we'll never be able to figure it out. I just think culturally, like getting out of the house mm. is a vital thing still over there. Um, I yeah. know that people still people buy like, CDs in, you know, in Germany mm. and stuff like that. Like it's still very important that the whole product behind it where we have yeah. a lot going on. Let me, as of, I'm, I'm in Las Small. Vegas, Nevada. You know, as oh, you are. I am, that's where I, uh, that's, oh, that's where great. I reside. And, uh, Damn. as a booking agent, um, yeah. I, I've seen many bands <laughs> where I'm like, this worked. And I've seen many bands where like, Jesus Christ, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a weird that city. Vegas. What yeah, are your, Vegas th- is a weird one. It's a weird one. Like I, I've, I've seen, I, I'm not going to tell you what band from Europe, but I looked around and they flew out here and there was eight people there. I'm oh not going to tell God. you who. And I was like, I yeah. hate the world. And I called my friends <laughs> who didn't even like the band. I'm like, just come down here. I'll pay for the ticket. Just come down here. <laughs> yeah, just get over there. <laughs> and, um, but, and it was like a Thursday. So what do you, what, yeah. as a booking agent, what do you consider Vegas to be? Because we do have too much nonsense going on. But we work sometimes. Yeah, no. I mean, it does work sometimes. Not all, definitely not all my, all our tours come through Vegas. Mm. It's, it's like every few tours well. I mean, it really depends if the band wants to go to Vegas, like the headliner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't. Put, it's kind of crazy thinking about it because I'm like, I don't really book that many tours in Vegas. Like, I don't put that many there. And like some bands like request it, but not many. And it's kind of weird. And it's definitely harder. It's obviously, if you can land Vegas on a weekend, it's your best bet. And that's how it's always been. If it's a weekday, it, it'll probably be pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's why. I think it's. it just depends on when, I'm, when we're routing a tour. You know, sometimes uh, it, it's all depends on the band and where they want to go. Sometimes some bands are like, yeah, just route us a full U.S. tour. And then I'm routing it. You know, I'm looking at the days of the week for all the markets. And if I could put Vegas on like a weekend and I'm like, I, I think this band will do well there then I'll put it on the route and we'll see if we can make it work. But it's not often that we throw Vegas on the route at all. It's, it's sad. Cause we're, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it is sad. <laughs> we, we have 6 million people here now. We're, we're crazy. We're, we're busy, I but I trust me, I go to the shows. So there, you don't have to, you don't have to explain to me. I go to the shows. Yeah. Yeah. You see it. <laughs> and I see I mean, it. That's how, yeah. I live in Austin now. I, I moved to Austin. Like oh yeah. Eight, eight months ago. My girlfriend, before that I was in Dallas for, six and a half years i grew up in new york then i moved to dallas but um dallas has a great scene um dallas fort worth and then austin's kind of weird sometimes but i feel like it's because austin gets too many shows that's so everything yeah, yeah there's time like even like in october november it was just so it was a show every single day my friend anthony stevenson he owns come and take it live great venue Best, my favorite promoter. <laughs> Not, my, I have my few, but Anthony's like a, he's a good friend, and I've known him for like ten years. So like, but there was I remember back in October, November, both of those months, it was literally he had a show like every day. I went to there was one week in October I went to five shows in a row. 
I had to. It was more so, not that I had to, but <laughs> it was like our tours. Like, it was crazy. We had like five continental tours back to back at his venue in October. Man. And that's. And there's sometimes you don't realize it that that happens, that you did that. You oh. know what I'm saying? So, like, I remember going on his Facebook, on come and take his Facebook, going under events because so I can like remind myself, put on my calendar when the shows are coming up, when our bands are coming through, so I can go hang out, obviously. And I was like, oh my God, there's Monday through Friday. There's a con- there's a continental tour every day on Monday through Friday. <laughs> Dude. And that's, like, how, that's how do we do this? <laughs> but you nailed it. That's I think that's Vegas's problem too. It's because they have so many residencies and I know people don't think uh, like, you know, free tickets mm-hmm. to Aerosmith is gonna affect me going to a darkest hour show, but it does. It does. Yeah. You're like, what do you mean yeah. free tickets to Aerosmith? Okay, I'll go. For, sorry, yeah, sorry. Of it happens. I mean, and that's the problem is that there's too much of that. If they don't there's sell the much. tickets, they're gonna call everybody and give them out for free. You know, yeah, the casinos. All, yeah. And then and yeah, then get people in. It undercuts the the other shows because you're like, all right, well, it I'm does. gonna pay twenty five bucks to go see Again, I'm using Darkest Hour because that's an actual thing that happened to me. I did go see Aerosmith instead. And the point is, <laughs> um, uh, but you, that's what happens. And, and in Austin, it's the same. Your guys' market's so mm-hmm. flooded that I know people don't think Christina same Aguilera thing. is going to compete with a, a band. But if someone's like, here's some free tickets to Christina Aguilera, you're going to be like, wait a second. I, let me reconsider this. I'm nev- yeah, it's just like, I've never seen it. So I might as well go see that. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's funny. That also happened to me, just so you know. And she oh, sang yeah. amazing, okay? So fans of people that are losing my credit, you, you get free Christina Aguilera tickets, go. I got oh free Britney God. Spears tickets, I didn't go. There you go. She lip sings. I don't care about that. But yeah, that's that's such a unique thing. Like I think about that. And so much of it, because as, as a, like I said, I live in Vegas. I like to gamble. Everybody likes to gamble out here. There is a oh, gamble yeah. to booking, right, in, in a there way? There is. Yeah, and that even comes back to, like, Devastation on the Nation Tour. Mm. When I route that tour, I have to, like, you know, looking at it now, I have to route it to more bigger markets as much as, as many as I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, I, I guess I could have maybe done Vegas, but I don't know if I'm going to get the money mm. to pay the bands. And, you know, I might not be able to get what I need. And a tour like this, you can kind of, it's it's hard to go under what um, you need to get bands for pay. There's some sometimes when bands like bands from Europe that come here, they're guaranteed X amount of money mm-hmm. per show, and you they're not, especially the older bands, they're not going to be that flexible with, hey, yeah, we'll take you know five hundred bucks less for this show. They're sometimes they'll just be like, no, we'll skip it. And they just won't do it, mm. you know. So it's like that. Then that defer. Then I'm like, oh fuck. Mm. And I, you know, the promoter of the venue is just like, no, we can't come up on the offer. Then I have to sometimes just go elsewhere. Oh. So then I take off Vegas. Yeah. Then I put in some. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. it's like it sucks sometimes because I'm like, man, this is all. You know, there's some places for this store specifically that I do want to go to. Like I want to do more than one Florida show, but I can't. And then, you know, I'd like to go to Vegas with it. Um, I'd like to do more Canada, like Edmonton and Calgary. Um, But it's hard as well, especially when you go to Canada, because the dollar up there is not that great. Mm -hmm. So 
if you don't get the right offer, you know, that we're just going to skip it if, it if it's not where it needs to be. Like, especially a tour like this, because the exchange rate is not that great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it kind of sucks. So there's definitely some places that I'd like to go with this tour, but it, it can be hard. It just depends. It just depends what kind of what bands you have on the tour. Sometimes you can get bands that are more flexible, that will take less money and not give a shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe you can make it up somewhere else on the tour and get a higher offer to make up for that low offer, you know? Um, I mean, this year we're definitely, we're going to Kentucky for the first time, which is cool, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, but I think that's like the only, and Minneapolis we're going to the, for the first time. Yeah, Dude. I think that's and no, we've done Pittsburgh before. I got to tell you though, you said that it sucks, but I think we suck. We need to show up. That's the that's yeah. The, that's well, that's the, just what it is. That's the I rule. Think a lot of people. Are, yes, I think a lot of people are getting over here are spoiled. Yeah, man, we got to show up. It's and, just spoiled, man. And everybody Never used to be that way. No, exactly. But everybody that's listening, I can guarantee you something. This is a promise, I, and, and I'm not a mind reader. I can guarantee you. If you can afford it and you get out to the house and you go to the show and you're a fan of these yeah. bands, you'll have a good time. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, you will. Dude, there's times, I mean, I'm 33 and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't feel like going out to the show. But I, like, I've been wanting to, you know, I've been saying that I'm going to, you know. And a lot, when I do feel that way, well, I'm like, I don't want to leave tonight. And then I push myself, you know, to go majority of the time i have a really good time mm -hmm. and i and I, later on at that night i'm like wow i'm so happy i came you know i'm Absolutely. very happy i did that i'm very happy i pushed myself so when i start to feel that way about a show coming up or like that day of the show where i'm not feeling up to it or something i think back at that and i'm like no just go and if i'm not feeling that great you know like i don't want to really be there the first like hour or two then i just you know just go home but that's never happened Every time I push myself to go to a show, I'm like, I'm happy I went. Absolutely. And I feel good about it when I'm driving home. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I went out tonight. That's how I am. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm 39, so now I have to say, hey, I can go to this show, but you're not allowed to drink. That, the, the, yeah. you, you have oh, different yeah. rules now. You're like, you're like, no, 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 dude. If you drink, you'll hate your life tomorrow. And then your kids, yeah. you, no. But so I have, no. I have parameters. <laughs> But yeah. all I need is the music, man. And there's, like you yeah. said, there's not been, I can't recall one time that I've gotten out of the house instead of watching something on TV uh -huh. and, and, and just saw, even if I've gone out by myself, I say the same thing about going to a movie, I go to a theater. I'm like, I say something, dude, just go see something yeah, in the just, cinema, dude. It's worth it. Yeah, get the hell out of your house. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. We are, we are, uh, we're preaching, man, but it's true. It's true, it though. True. It's so true. It so, is. man, I've, I've had you on the phone for a little bit past my 30 minutes, but it's okay. We're, we're having a good chat. The, <laughs> the last question, I want, you to, I, want, I want the fans to hear it from you, Daniel. Yes. All those, all those fans that email bands on Facebook and Twitter and say, <laughs> why did you skip Indianapolis? <laughs> Tell them it's not the band's fault. It's not the band's fault. I know. <laughs> it's, it's just a mix. It's not, sometimes it's not even the agent's fault. Mm. you know it's just it it can be the venue in your town that isn't uh, that doesn't want to book the band mm. it sometimes comes down to that sometimes i've offered tours to promoters in let's say indianapolis for example and they're just like not interested not interested you know and you strike out on all of them 
okay, you're skipping Indianapolis now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not always it's always a different reason for the most part. Um, it sucks because whenever I see, especially when I see those comments on the devastation page, you know, socials, mm-hmm. I'm always like bummed. So I'm like, I really want to go. You know, I want to bring the tour there, but it's like sometimes I've offered promoters in that specific market the tour, and they're just they don't believe in it. And it just sucks. <laughs> it's a mixture of things. Yeah. Fans, so it's not always the band's fault. It is definitely not. Yeah. Fans need to hear that and know that, that there is yeah, a, stop getting mad at them. Yeah. There's a, there's a big, there's a Don't. big gamut. You, you, if you're a fan of the band, you want to make sure they get the money they deserve and the crowd yeah. to show up. So yeah, if you're town, you got to be real about your town. I'm being real about Vegas right now. You got to be real about your town. Yeah. <laughs> if every yeah. time you step into a metal show and it's packed, and then, then, then call Daniel and be like, "Hey, man! Every time I, it's, it's packed, every <laughs> single time." Yeah. But if you've been in there and some band came from Europe and there's eight yeah. people there, like I saw, yeah, you man, gotta be that's real. Sad. <laughs> it's like, come on, man! They, they're I'll, not coming back now. No, they're not. But I'll tell you right now, they smiled on stage and they performed. I'll, I'll give that band credit forever. They performed like oh, it was. Great. 60 people there and i was like i bought three shirts i don't even like one of them and they're they're an older band and their merch (laughs) sucked i'm telling you right now i still i have a camouflage shirt i'll never wear with a logo on it okay but i bought it guys but you bought it (laughs) you don't give it to someone that i know that would wear it (laughs) i give it to my wife she wears it when when she goes to bed it works yeah you're wearing it you said it, man. So with that, everybody, Unique Leader Records, we didn't touch base on that, but fantastic record. Great label. label. Great label. <laughs> Guys, go to UniqueLeaderRecords.com. Check it out. Hit play. on. The, there's always a track that's playing on that website. There you just is. hit play, and you'll be like, dude, okay, I got to check out this band. That's that's. I stand yes. by that. Yeah, I do and, too. And then with that, guys, now you know a little bit about booking, so don't be a dick there to bands. Go. Don't be a dick. We're, and, and make sure if you want a band to come, there's one rule. Show up when they're there dude and that's it so merch buy a ticket exactly (laughs) support we without us this scene and everything we love that all this joy in our little bubble that we love it goes away we need need to be there it does so that's it with that daniel such a pleasure to finally chat with you brother and uh yes it's great thank you
Metal Sucks Podcast.
And we are back, guys. Three tracks you heard, all off Unique Leader Records. Great songs, great bands. you got to check them out. The first song is off a band called Brand of Sacrifice. That song is called Charlotte, their latest record. God Hand is out now. Make sure you guys are checking them out. Second song is from a band called Signs of the Swarm. That song is called Malformed Dissonance. And their latest record, Vital Deprivation, is out now as well. And the third song, guys, is from a band called Viscera. V-I-S-C-E-R-A. That song, Immersed in Ire, is off the new album, Obsidian, which is also out now. Guys, make sure you're checking out Unique Leader Records. I know you guys learned a thing or two about booking and shows. Don't yell at a band if they don't come to your city anymore. It's out of there. With that, I want to thank everybody one more time for the five-star reviews we keep seeing on the uh, the good old iTunes. You guys, tell me which jingle you prefer on the news. Are you going to do a new one next week? Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, maybe. fucking A. Don't tell me anything, guys. Just <laughs> write us in anytime. Rise to offend at gmail.com. I love conversing with you guys. I feel like I've been talking to you guys, like so many of you guys, for like seven or eight months straight every week after every episode. And you guys mean the world to me that write us every single week oh, nice. just to discuss the nonsense that we. Pete wants to show. make a baby and he wants to name that one baby after all the fans. Dude, there's like, a lot. It's going to be like, it's gonna be like 30 name. fans. There, there is a lot of just great dudes that, like I said, I feel like I have a relationship. I want to shake all your hands one day. Um, I'll shake your hands during this virus nonsense. Anyways, the point oh, is. Oh, wow. And then don't I'll wash do your hands. Oh, yeah. That's right. Then well, he's going to suck his fingers. I'm an adult. <laughs> during the virus, I'm going to wash my hands. You know, like, yeah, that's all. If I, if I have a, a tickle in my throat, I'm not going to do the podcast with you guys. Oh, thanks, man. Just so you hey. know. Uh, hey. It's, it's at the point where it's like, all right, I got to be responsible. I'll be responsible. That's not the point. Anyways, keep writing in. Rise to offend at gmail.com. Five star reviews on the iTunes. That is all we ask for on the Metal Sucks podcast. Just that quick click means the world to us. And also, if you guys are into documentaries, I know it sounds crazy. The way you said it, too. Documentary. Documentary. If you want to hear a, a podcast, documentary discussion, and clips from the actual people we're covering, you want to hear six hours on Marilyn Manson? You want to hear five hours on Phil Anselmo? You want to hear five hours on Peter Steele? Check out our other podcast, Rise to Offend, guys. Make sure you guys are doing that. This week, we're doing the wonderful, amazing, insane film, Cruising, by William Friedkin, <laughs> starring Al Pacino. But last week, we had a real yes. tough one with John Walsh. But this week, my friends, we're going to bring the joke. So make sure you're checking out our other podcast, Rise to Offend. And with that, guys, we'll see you next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>